welcome to the Blooming Podcast. I'm Annabelle Ingleton and I'm your host. This is a show that focuses on all things healing, growth, and transformation. From modalities to the best books, possibly some resources you've never heard about, and the best and new experiential therapies, products, and services that really offer true change and relief. We're talking emotionally, physically, and mentally, brain, body, and soul. I'm sharing with you the best in the healing industry. We're having conversations with therapists, coaches, healers, and entrepreneurs. I'm also going to be sharing with you interviews with my clients, people that have coached with me in my coaching practice, whether it be men and women in my one-on-one program, Trauma to Triumph, or women in my group coaching program, Bloom. I'm going to be pulling back the curtain so you can get all the behind the scenes details about where they started, what their biggest struggles were, what we did together, and how their life is different now. Was it worth it? All the ups and downs. And we're just going to get really honest about how this work made a big difference in their lives. So if you're ready for some honest conversations, painful truths, helpful information, and real practical tools that actually work, you're in the right place. Let's get going and welcome. Hi there, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Blooming Podcast. I'm Annabelle Ingleton, and I'm your host. Welcome to episode number 84, where we're talking about five mistakes that I made during my healing journey. And I will preface this podcast episode by kind of explaining this one caveat. I don't think that there's like anything you could do really wrong in your healing journey. As a coach who really supports clients in their healing journey, it's not that I think that I did things wrong. It's that there's some things that I wasn't really focusing on that I think slowed down and I would have advanced a lot faster if I hadn't done these five things. So this is an episode to kind of, if you're on your healing journey and to, and you really want to get there a lot faster, I think these tips are really going to help you get there a lot faster, not maybe make the pitfalls that I made or just make the mistakes that I made that if I hadn't done these, I think I would have gotten there a lot faster. So let's get to it. So number one, I used healing modalities or tools that didn't actually address processing trauma, actually getting to the root cause of my issues. I was doing things like reading books, meditating, doing mindset work, changing my thoughts, listening to podcast episodes, watching videos of people talking about trauma, and thinking that by listening to people that that was going to actually help me understand myself, and then that was going to help me heal faster. Here's the thing, guys. Listening to facts and learning and understanding about what happens in the body when you've experienced trauma, when you've experienced something in your past that it has has had a really big effect on your life now is it is it is good to know. I'm not going to say that it's not important to read the books and just get some interest like insight or introspection on the details about what happens to the body and then hear people's stories. I think it's really interesting and then you can learn sometimes about yourself when you're hearing other people's encounters or just what they experienced. But as a coach that's been helping people heal their brain and body from the effects of trauma for many years, 
I know that you have to actually get to the root cause and that's actually accessing the past memories, the past events, getting to those those actual events and memories and implicit memories and processing them and integrating them and all the things that you've probably heard me talk about in past episodes. And so I spent a lot of time reading, researching, listening, watching videos. I felt like I was more like a researcher than I was applying any any, any real tools. So I spent way too much in ingesting information and not really doing. Here's something you really need to know. Experiences created the effects of trauma in your brain and in your body. Experiences, new experiences, so physical things that happen to you, emotions that you feel like an event, like some type of embodiment, that's what's going to heal and process the trauma. Sounds weird. That's really what happens and that's what you need. So I was doing some of the wrong things. I know for me, even more like let's get really focused and I'll, I'll explain something really specific that I tried a modality that a lot of people have tried and they and they swore by it. They're like, oh, it, this is like so good. It works for me. And I've heard lots of clients tell me that they've, that they've used it and it worked for them. And for me, it didn't really move the needle. I didn't really see the effects. So one tip that I will give in regards to this, this particular issue is if you've been doing it for a while and you're not seeing changes in the way you feel, in the way you think, in the way you're behaving, in the way you're looking at your past, the way you're just like being able to understand it. My mentor told me, give something like, you know, three to six months. And if it's, you're still not feeling the change, try something else. You might, this particular modality may not work for you. Everybody comes to the work with their own experiences, their own childhood, their own body and mind, and everybody's so different that certain tools work for certain people. Not everything's going to work for you across the board. So I really recommend trying different things, but actually doing the things that move the needle, and that's experiential modalities that actually process the trauma, get to it, activate it, help you process it, help you integrate it, and you have to have those experiential modalities. So that's number one. I spent way too long doing all the the things that just really didn't move the needle. Number two, I judged myself a lot when I wasn't seeing the results fast enough. The thing with healing is whenever you start, whether you're 25, 35, 45, 55, whenever you get to this work, you've had the effects of trauma on your brain and body for many, many years. So let's say you're 25 years old and you have 25 years worth of effects on your brain and body, it's not going to go away in a week or two weeks or two months. You have to stick with things for a little while to see if it really works. So being really compassionate and really curious and just like patient with yourself to see the effects or feel the effects is really, really important. I used to get really frustrated. I wanted it to happen really quickly. It just doesn't happen that way. There are certain modalities though that are really quick, like these experiential modalities that I've talked about a lot, like Psyche and internal family systems, a lot of experiential modalities like AEDP and coherence therapy. These are kind of modalities that when you use them, because they activate the past and they really go into it, 
they're pretty, they're pretty quick in the results that you feel. But there's some that just take time to integrate into your brain and your body. And you're gonna, it's gonna take a while. So I really, really want to offer that. If you take your time, really relax into it, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. Understand that it took about 25 years to really create the issues maybe in your brain and body, that it's gonna take a little bit, a little while to undo it. So have that patience with yourself, have that compassion. Be just more curious and compassionate with yourself and notice that just, it's going to take a while and know that it will. And if you're patient and you stick with it and you're consistent, you're going to get the results, especially if you take my tip from number one, where if you've been doing it for six months and you still haven't seen a change, you might want to try something different. So it brings me to number three. I wasn't celebrating my wins. Why not? And why is this important? Well, I wasn't looking for them. I was so focused. I remember in the beginning, I was so focused on my fear that I was constantly feeling. I was constantly thinking about the anxiety that, that I felt and the behaviors that I had. I was so focused. And, and this is for a lot of people that have had the effects of trauma, guys, that when you are living with the effects of trauma, you're typically pretty hypervigilant and you have a lot of like pessimistic filters that you see the world through, fearful filters that you see the world through. So you're constantly on like on defense and that's what you tend to look for is those things is like like the bad stuff. So you're not on the lookout for the good stuff that's happening to you. You're not noticing the big changes. And I want you to notice that when you're doing this work, if you notice that you're like sleeping better or you're a little calmer or you're not activated as often or um things like you're feeling more safe when you're alone. Like these are things that I started noticing. And in hindsight, I was noticing it like, wow, a year ago, I would never just be able to just sit and watch a movie by myself for two hours. I would freak out. And I was noticing that, wow, I could sit by myself and I didn't even feel like I needed to call anybody or invite anybody over. That was such a huge win. But when I was in it, I just wasn't noticing these things. So I really recommend that you celebrate the small things, even like the smallest of things. If you're able to drive and you weren't able to drive very far before, notice that and celebrate it. Why are why is celebrating the wins important? It's because when you when your brain learns that something that's happening is a really good thing and you have a lot of excitement around it and you celebrate it, what you're teaching your brain is this is a really good thing. And whenever Annabelle does this thing, we get excited and we feel like that we get some dopamine and we get adrenaline and we get cortisol. We get like really great like serotonin and all the happy hormones. So your brain will start wanting to do those things more often. So I, if you're a client of mine, you guys know that we talk about this a lot in, in Bloom and then in my one-on-one -on -one coaching with clients, I'm always having them celebrate the wins. I will always ask them at the beginning of a session, what can we celebrate? What changes have you noticed this week? It's so important. We want to make our brain see that when we do hard things, when we're doing this work, because it can feel a little hard sometimes and slow, right? We have to be patient that the wins that when we have them, let's, let's acknowledge them. Let's talk about them. Let's feel really good so that your brain wants to do more of that. And it will actually start craving to do the things that maybe before were really hard. So now you're doing hard things that before felt hard. Let me, let me say, say it that way. In the past, being alone, let's say, for example, felt hard and you didn't want to do it. And now that I am wanting to be alone by myself or it feels okay to be alone by myself and I'm celebrating, wow, I could spend a couple hours by myself and I don't feel any fear. I don't feel any need to like 
be with people all the time. This is like an actual win. I my brain will want to do it more and more, and then it, it just it becomes what's called a recursive cycle. Like it builds on itself. It's a good thing, and I'll want to be by myself more, and I'll feel great, and then I'm with myself more again, and then I'll feel even more confident, and it just becomes a really what I call an ambitious cycle. So celebrating the wins are really really important. Which brings me to point number four. One of the things that I didn't do in the beginning was I didn't know what my triggers were and I didn't know what my glimmers were. So triggers, everybody knows what triggers are. I So what triggers are is the things that activate you, that put you in a stress response. Everybody knows like when I'm dating, I get triggered. When someone yells at me, I get triggered. When I get rejected, I get triggered, right? Everybody knows these things. And most people that have are living with the effects of trauma really know their triggers. We want to stay away from them or we get really defensive against them. We know how to operate with those things. But we tend to not know what our glimmers are. And sadly, a lot of people with the living with the effects of trauma, glimmers are, let's ex- let me explain what glimmers are first, sorry. Glimmers are the things that make you feel really safe, that make you feel really connected with people, that make you feel really energized, that make you feel like you're in flow, that make you feel kind of even like childlike and playful. It's this ventral vagal state uh, on the polyvagal ladder that we've, I've talked about before. It's just feeling really, really safe. It's like the, it's the social engagement stage of your nervous system. And sadly, for a lot of people, when you have when you're living with the effects of trauma, you don't even really know what your glimmers are because you're used to always being in a constant stress response that your body doesn't even calm down enough to even let you experience those really safe places or most things don't feel safe at all. So a lot of my clients come to me and they say, Annabelle, I don't really feel safe and connected and happy and childlike and playful in any place. I'm with my husband and I'm still kind of fearful. I'm with my kids and I'm still feeling really activated. So it's really important to see, wow, do I have a list and list and list of, gl- of triggers and no glimmers at all? Or do I have some glimmers that I know that things that make me happy? And we want these to change. We want them to kind of cha- be opposite, right? We want the, the, the triggers to kind of lessen and we want to have more glimmers in our life, more experiences that we can grow into and feel safe in this world. So for example, if you didn't have any moments where you actually felt safe in this world and after doing the work for a while, you are feeling like, for example, you are feeling like you can be alone more or you're feeling like you can trust a little bit, you're tr- you can trust in a relationship more, or you're maybe you're feeling like you can do these sales calls that used to freak you out and you can get rejected and it doesn't, it um, it's actually, um, you're feeling more capacity. So that's great. Your triggers are like lo- lessening. And then let's say for glimmers, let's say now you're finding that walks outside are making you feel really, really great where before you'd never really, really took walks or, en- or exercise or moved your body. Maybe you're finding out that being playing with your kids feels like really fun now and you have more capacity for that. Or maybe you're even finding that your sales calls are actually becoming great things because you're actually okay with the rejection. And so you're getting results in your business. And so now the thing that was a trigger is actually a glimmer. Now it's something that you really enjoy and you love making money and you love doing your sales. So knowing what your glimmers are, knowing what your triggers are make and seeing the changes in them are so, so important because again, you can have this, you can have this gauge of where your healing is going and you can actually gauge it and see that, wow, I am improving. I'm going to celebrate that I have more glimmers. I'm going to celebrate that I have less triggers. Um, One of the main ways that I tell my clients to look, how do you know that you're healing? People ask me all the time. And I explain that one of the main ways you know you're healing is 
the intensity, frequency, and duration of your triggers or activations are lessened. So so they're not happening as often. They don't last as long and they don't have the same intensity that they used to. So maybe before sales calls were so scary and really frightening and you didn't want to do them. So you wouldn't even like, they would put you into such a panic that you would just completely avoid them. But now, like I mentioned in the earlier example, you can do sales calls. They don't scare you maybe nearly as much at all. If anything, now they excite you. That's that's how you know you're healing. So the, the intensity, duration, and frequency of the activations are lessened. So that's a big way to know you're healing. And number five, I think for me, this is like the one of the biggest ones that I think is really important to know and to really notice if you're doing a healing modality or you're in healing and you're noticing that your behaviors aren't changing or you're still doing a lot of these maladaptive behaviors that are causing internal distress and social dysfunction, this is this is a big clue that like you got to make some changes in the modalities or some of the things that you're doing on your healing journey. For example, if you're always coping with substances like alcohol or marijuana in order to feel good and this is your your coping mechanism your adaptive behavior and you're noticing that yeah you're doing all this healing work and you're processing you're processing your trauma and you're doing things but you're still doing a lot of unhealthy behaviors let's say you're still cheating let's say you're not let's say you're procrastinating still a lot you're not doing hard things you need to have that behavior should be changing And if you're not, this is for me, what I see as a practitioner in this work, as a coach, when I see that someone's behavior isn't changing, this may mean that the modalities that you're using may be processing your past. You may have some integration. You're not using a modality that's actually touching or or getting a hold of the maladaptive behaviors that came from trauma because trauma creates really maladaptive behaviors like isolation, procrastination, perfectionism, people-pleasing, substance abuse, overeating, um, not trusting people, not being able to be vulnerable. If you're still doing all those things, what I want to offer is that you're not really getting a hold of those. You want of those changes or those behaviors. And that's a big way to experience big, big changes in your life. If you're still doing all those behaviors that are creating social issues in your relationships, in your money, in your health, in your just peace of mind, if you have a lot of things that you're doing that are still creating shame, you should get like, look at the modalities that you're doing or talk with your therapist, talk with your coach and, and, and ask them like, how come we're doing this work? Yeah, I can look at my past and it, and it doesn't have that emotional charge that it used to. Or I look at it not like with a more kinder perspective, but I'm still doing all of these things. Like I'm not noticing this change. You should be having the changes in your behavior. Like that really should be happening. And the modalities that I use really get a hold of, of behaviors. I have clients tell me all the time, wow, I'm not reactive to people like I used to be. People can judge me or say things that are like, because maybe before you used to be really insulted if somebody just gave you even a really small criticism or like a constructive criticism, right? And you used to get really combative and angry and defensive and fight. Whereas now if someone says things, you're just like more empathetic and you're and you understand it and you're not reactive. That should be happening. Things like that should be happening. Your behavior should be changing. 
Or if you're starting a business and one of the things that you wanted to get a hold of was like the fear around sales and your earning and spending or your capacity to take on risks or be more courageous or more confident, those things should be changing too. My clients see huge changes in in the way they feel, the way they're approaching things, the way they're handling relationships, the way they're talking to people. There's just so many things that should be changing, especially in your behavior. If your behavior isn't changing, let's fix some things. Let's let's look at the modalities that you're doing. My coaching gets to that. In Bloom, this is the main, main thing that we're working on. This is is like the actual modality. We're using a really specific modality in Bloom in my group coaching program for women. And it's really amazing all the changes. I mean, in days and weeks of us being in the group, women are completely transforming their behaviors. And when you change your behaviors, you change the way you feel, you change the results you're getting in your relationships and and just everything. So that's one of the biggest ways, not only emotionally and, and processing your past trauma, but when you change your behaviors, your life changes. Your life looks really different. And that's what we want ultimately, right? The healing should be creating wellness and integration and emotional like control, thought management, relational capacity with other people, less reactivity, less activation, um, more calmness, more self-care, more confidence, the ability to take more risks. Uh, management of behaviors is the biggest thing. Like if you can't get a hold of deciding to do something when you want to do it and stopping to do something when you want to stop doing it, that's a big sign that you you may need to be looking at at the modality that you're using. So I really want to encourage you to kind of get a hold of that. Um, those are the five main things that for me, guys, was really, I don't, it just was such a big deal for me to look at. Um, when I look back at my healing, I think, wow, or my healing journey in, in general, I think, I made some really big strides towards, you know, the like in collectively in the whole thing. But when I look at the beginning, I wasn't doing a lot of these things like um, judging myself, right? Not celebrating the wins, not being patient, not knowing my triggers and my glimmers, not like noticing if, if my behavior was changing and not using modalities and the healing techniques um, or experiential therapies that actually processed my trauma. You got to do things that actually get to the root, not this high level books, podcasts, things like that, right? So we want to work with with the actual past events and processing and the behavior changes, right? So I hope this episode was helpful, guys. I'm going to list these notes in the show notes. If you're interested in working with me in my group coaching program, Bloom, I'm inviting you to join the waitlist. It's here in the show notes. If you're interested in working with me in the group coaching program, Bloom, if you're watching this in video on the YouTube or if you're watching it on Instagram, please click the link in my bio, join the waitlist. We're going to be opening the group again in December to get you in and we're starting in January. So it's just two months away to get you in there. The women you guys in there are seeing such huge, huge huge results, huge changes. The conversation, the community, everything in there is just so amazing. I can't believe I didn't start this sooner when I think about how how long it took for me to create it. But listen, I, I think it all happened in the right time. But man, this has been on my heart to create for so long. And I'm so glad that I was finally able to launch the program and it's available for you women. If this is something that you are interested in joining, get on the wait list. The moment it becomes available, you're going to get emails. You're going to know, you're going to be totally in the know. 
in if this is an episode that you really liked, please leave me a review. I haven't asked you guys for reviews in such a long time, especially if you're listening to this in Apple Podcasts. Um, that's I think that's probably one of the only ways that places that you can leave reviews. I don't even know if Spotify lets you do that. But if you're interested um, in joining Bloom, link is in the show notes. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. I'll see you then. Have a good one. <laughs>